welcome to the Empower Hair Fitness Podcast. I'm your host, Aoife, and this is episode number 27. In today's episode, I am going to be talking about how to get back on track after a bad day of eating or how to get on track after you feel like you've fallen off the bandwagon or you've gone off plan. So I think this is a very important topic because I feel like it's something that everyone has to contend with at some point in their diet. And I feel like there are a number of strategies that you can use and a number of things you can do that may send you down the wrong path as well. So we want to talk about how to go about things the right way so that you continue to improve your relationship with food and improve how you respond to these situations in the future. So before we get into it, I just wanted to say thanks to everyone who listens to the podcast. Thanks to everyone who's been sharing it and sending me feedback. I really appreciate all of your support. If you're new here, welcome to the podcast. Don't forget to hit subscribe so that you find out about every new episode that will be coming out each week. And each week I'll be discussing a different topic or strategy in relation to fitness and nutrition for females with the aim of helping you understand how to eat and train effectively for results without resorting to fad dieting and while improving your relationship with food and your understanding of nutrition as well. So if you love what you hear on today's episode, do feel free to share it with a friend or family member who you feel might benefit as well. Or you can even take a screenshot and share it to your Instagram story and you can tag me at activelyifa, or you can tag the podcast at empowerher.fitness. If you're interested in finding out more about me and my coaching services, you can also visit my website, which is www.empowerher.fitness, and I'll pop the details to my coaching programs in the show notes below as well if you want to find out any more about working with me. So let's get into today's episode. So we're going to talk about how to recover from a bad day of eating or how to get back on track if you've had a day where you feel like you've binged or overeaten. And I think it's really important, first of all, to understand that nobody's perfect. Everyone has days where they don't go as planned. They don't eat perfectly every single day. And I think when you're dieting, especially, you need to understand that slip ups are part of the process. Nobody expects you to be perfect and hit your macros and hit your calories perfectly every single day. That is nearly impossible. So everyone's going to slip up. There's always going to be mistakes. And this is part of the process. When have you ever learned a new skill without making mistakes? Like when you learned to drive a car, I'm sure there were so many times that you did things wrong or weren't able to start. I mean, especially if you were like me and you learned how to drive a manual car. Oh my gosh, that was a learning curve. My poor dad having to put up with the amount of times that I wasn't able to follow instructions. So The same goes for dieting. You're learning something new. You're learning a new skill. You're learning a new way of eating. So you're going to make mistakes. You're going to mess up at times and you're learning how to eat towards your goals. It's a new process. There's always going to be opportunities to improve. And that's what mess ups and what we're going to maybe call failures, which really aren't failures. I think you've got to understand that it's not looking at it as you failed. I want you to look at it as I tried and I didn't quite get there. I can try again next time. Okay. And the only way you fail is when you actually give up and you stop trying. Okay. So these little speed bumps and little mistakes are all part of the process. It doesn't mean you have failed at your diet and you've failed at everything and you should give up. No, it means that you're learning 
and you can adapt and you can become better and you can try again. And I think that's really, really important. So first and foremost, if you have had a day where you've gone a little bit overboard in your food, you've gone over your calories, you felt like you haven't succeeded in that day, then I think it's important to first of all, take the approach of not feeling guilty because that's the biggest thing. So many people will, you know, overeat or go over their calories and they'll feel super guilty. And then what's your first response going to be after that when you feel guilty? You want to restrict and you want to kind of punish yourself for doing so badly. And I think that is just leading you down a horrible path. So the first and most important thing here is no guilt. Okay. I want you to practice self, self compassion. So instead of looking at it as a failure, I want you to reflect and then move on, okay? So first of all, reflecting, we can look at what were your triggers? Why did you overeat, okay? Was it because you were just super hungry? Was it because you had a really stressful day? Did you have an argument with somebody? Were you stress eating? You know, what were the triggers? I think it's really, really important to start to understand what your triggers are because that will help you to then have strategies in place for the next time you encounter that sort of situation. And then I think once you've done that and you've established your triggers, you've also got to be able to just move on from it and think, okay, I enjoyed that food. That was great. But now I can move on and the next meal is going to be better. Instead of sending yourself down a spiral of, oh, I messed up, the whole day is ruined, I may as well just, you know, eat the rest of the jar of Nutella and eat the ice cream and eat the donuts and just go completely overboard because the day is over. It is not over. It's just one meal. It's just one occasion. And even if it was a whole day where you ended up going a lot over your calories and you feel really bad the next day, I think the most important thing is to reflect look at your triggers, move on from it. You know, did you enjoy the food? Hopefully you did, because then it's at least worth it. And the next day, then you just get back on track like normal, okay? And you don't want to fall into the trap of restricting yourself the next day or trying to not eat for the majority of the day, you know, or detox or something like that, because that's going to then make you feel hungrier towards the end of the day where you risk overeating again and you're just in a bit of a cycle then of constantly overeating. So we first of all want to move on and understand that every meal is a new opportunity to get on track and do things better. And you also want to think about how can I make a better choice next time this happens to me. So it's all about learning from the experience because that is what's going to equip you with the skills to be able to handle these situations better in the future. So let's look at then the next day after say you have had a day where things didn't quite go to plan, you went over your calories or you overate at a certain meal or something like that. I mean, we've all done that. And I remember like in the past at the start of my fitness journey, when I knew much less than I know now about nutrition and training, I would have occasions like that where I would overeat and then I would wake up the next day and just feel guilty and want to try to like only eat healthy foods or, you know, skip breakfast because I needed to not eat as much the next day, you know, because I felt guilty. And I'm sure these are all things that have happened to you if you've, you know, gone through this as well. But the most important thing is to go back to your normal eating routine the next day and get into a normal routine and back to normal meal times and so on. 
Don't starve or punish yourself. Remember, you are human. You know, we're nobody's perfect. And the other important thing is like, obviously, if you've eaten a bit more the previous day, your weight is going to spike up the following morning. So don't let that get to you. Understand that that's going to be food volume. That's going to be probably a little bit of water retention as well if you had more carbs. And understand that it's not fat gain. You can't gain fat overnight. Okay, so scale will probably spike up, but you've just got to move past that and get back to normal. Now, one thing I see people do in the situations where they may have overeaten is think about taking calories out of the coming days. Personally, I don't think this is a good way of doing things because shuffling calories around to make up for a bad day can lead to a really slippery slope that can really, really mess up your relationship with food because you're constantly then allowing yourself, first of all, the leeway of going over your calories because you're thinking, I can make it up the following day, I can just eat less like in the next few days this week. You know, a lot of people will look at their weekly total and then think, okay, say if I just have like a few days where my calories are really high, I'll just go really low on the other days. That's not going to help you with your consistency, first of all. And second of all, it's going to make it quite tricky on the low days to hit your protein and, you know, get really nourishing whole meals in there. But also, yeah, like I said, you give yourself that leeway then of going over and over and over. And then what if you leave it build up to a point that you've gone over your calories Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Next thing you've got two days left in the week and you can only, you've deducted then calories from those two days and you're left with minimal poverty calories for the final two days of the week in order to undo the damage that you've done earlier in the week. I think it's a very slippery slope and I honestly would avoid doing that if possible. The only way it might work is if you had a big day of eating and the next day you just wake up feeling less hungry. That's totally fine. Go with your body's hunger and fullness signals and you know you might naturally want to eat a little bit less that day which makes things even out. But I wouldn't fall into the habit of trying to deduct calories from other days because you've gone over one day. I would much rather see you just start things on a clean slate and get back on track and start eating as normal the following day so that you're establishing a more consistent eating pattern and you prevent the risk then of falling into that overeating territory again because you're not going to be starving yourself basically. So that's my take on it anyway Um, and I really would probably just advise against trying to shuffle calories around too much in that sort of way. Um, but what if you keep going over? Okay, so say if you're tracking your food to work towards a specific goal and you're going over your calories all the time. In that case, I think there are a few questions you really need to ask yourself. If you find that you have a calorie goal, but every single day you're really struggling to stay within those numbers and you're going over, like say six days out of seven, then we really need to reassess things here. And I would start looking at a few questions such as, am I taking too aggressive an approach? Is this the right approach for me? Like, am I putting too much pressure on myself? Because sometimes, you know, you love the idea of being in a, an aggressive deficit and getting results quickly. But if you're not able to actually stick to that deficit, then it's just an aggressive deficit on paper. And what you're doing in real life may be you know, maybe even bringing you back to maintenance because you're really struggling to stick with those numbers. So I would look at what is realistic 
and what can you actually achieve? Because the worst thing you want to be doing is setting yourself up for failure every single day and getting to the end of the day and feeling like you have not made any progress because you've set your you've set your goal as your goal target too low and you're just not able to stay within it. So look at that first of all. Second thing I would ask yourself is, am I mentally ready to diet? If you've been dieting and in a deficit for a prolonged period of time, it is going to take a toll on you mentally, as well as the fact that dieting actually, you know, causes some changes to our hormones. So your hunger hormones, your ghrelin and your leptin are going to be a little bit out of whack uh, as you diet. And generally, you're going to start to feel hungrier and more food focused the longer you're in a deficit. And that is just the fact of dieting. So that's why it's important to spend some time at maintenance and away from dieting uh, rather than being constantly in a deficit. I would always say you want to spend out of the year, you want to spend double the amount of time at maintenance than you are dieting in order to help your body to come back to normal and reestablish all your normal hormonal markers and also just give yourself that bit of freedom from being so rigid in your approach. So I would think about that as well. If you've been dieting for a really long time and you're really struggling with food focus, hunger signals, the mental side of dieting, it may be time to just take a break, press pause and go to maintenance for a while. And you might notice that things start to change and feel a lot better for you by doing that because you'll be able to be a bit more consistent with your food intake when you have more calories to play with. Your energy levels will improve. Your training performance will improve. It's something that I do with a lot of clients. If I find that they come to me and they've been dieting for a prolonged period, we'll have that chat about where they're at mentally, if they're actually in the right headspace to diet further. And I often advise people to spend a bit of time at maintenance rather than going into another dieting phase because spending time at maintenance helps you to build your calories back up, which means you're in a better position to diet on higher calories in the future as well. It's also going to improve your relationship with food and take away that food focus and improve your training performance so that you actually get stronger and build more lean muscle mass, which will help you look better then at the end of your diet if you were to diet again. Uh, so question number three then on that one as well. If you continue going over your calories and you're finding it really, really difficult to stick to your calorie goals and you find you're constantly overeating, the third question I would ask myself in that case is, do I really want what I say I want? Because that is so, so important. Dieting is tough and you need to have a goal that actually resonates with you and that you want more than wanting that donut or cookie or ice cream. Because if you don't, it becomes really, really hard to say no to those opportunities where you're faced with foods that you would love to eat, but are not going to help you towards your goals. Same goes for having, you know, nights out and alcohol and drinks and so on. When you're dieting, I would generally try to limit that because it's going to make it a little bit difficult to stay within your calories because obviously they're empty calories you're getting from alcohol. But if you find that it's really difficult for you to say no to nights out or, you know, you don't want to give up alcohol and your results are slowing down as a result, then it's important to look at, you know, what you actually want here. Do you want that balanced lifestyle where you're just going out enjoying yourself or do you really want your goal and to achieve this body composition result because you have to make sacrifices in order to work towards a goal and that's important to understand and 
Oftentimes when we're going over our calories, um, it comes down to a number of those few questions there, but oftentimes it will come down to whether or not you actually want this result and want this goal more than anything, because you do need to make sacrifices in the short term in order to achieve that long term goal. And it's more about, you know, understanding that you may have to say no to these foods now, but you can have them again in the future. And it's having that willpower and that mental strength to actually say, I want this result more than I want this instant gratification of having this treat or this cookie or this donut or whatever it is right now. And holding yourself accountable to that is going to be one of the most important parts of dieting because only you can make that choice every day when you're faced with, you know, having this wholesome meal or having, you know, say the dessert or the ice cream that everyone else is having. And I think that's quite important. So maybe we're looking at your goals and assessing whether or not you want them badly enough to stay on track with things is quite important. Um, okay, then the next point I have here is on the approach side of things. So looking at, you know, say if you have gone into a diet and you are finding that you just can't do it. You're really, really struggling. You're not able to stay within your calories and you're finding that you're going over them more often than actually hitting things on a daily basis, you know, with regards to hitting your protein, staying within your calories and being consistent. Then I would say maybe you need to try a different approach. Maybe the approach you're taking is too rigid or too restrictive for you, or maybe it's too aggressive. There are many ways to skin a cat. I hope I'm saying that phrase correctly. (laughs) You can create a calorie deficit in so many ways. It doesn't have to be a straight deficit Monday to Sunday. You can have high and low days. You can have like a weekly calorie goal and structure it so that you have some higher days at the weekend, some lower days during the week. There are so many different ways of doing it. It's not just here are your calories, here's your meal plan. Now stick to that and that's all you have to, that's all you can do. There are so many other factors that come into helping a person succeed with their nutrition and their diet. And there are so many other factors that affect a person's adherence, not just having a number and a calorie goal to hit each day. There's so much more to it than that. And that's where the art of coaching comes in, because a lot of it is to do with your psychology and mindset, your dieting history. Like I said, time spent dieting versus time at maintenance and your food choices day to day, that's so much going to impact how you feel and how your hunger levels are. And it's something I see so often with clients, you know, understanding a little bit more about nutrition, understanding a bit more about what is in the foods you're eating will help you to structure your day a lot better so that you're feeling fuller on lower calories and you're feeling like you're actually eating more when in fact you're just eating more volume, but you're taking in less calories. And that can be a game changer for so many people because you can really structure your day quite well by getting in more food volume and making better food choices that will help you to stay adherent to your calories. Then other factors that come into it will be things like lifestyle, you know, how your lifestyle is and whether this sort of Um, approach is going to fit in with how your day-to-day life is. Say if if you've got a young family, if you've got kids, if you work, if you're a shift worker, these sort of things are important to consider as well. Your habits and your behavior around food, that's so important as well, because there are things that are going to possibly hold you back if you have certain habits around food or you've certain 
monologues that are coming through for you with regards to how you approach various foods, you know, seeing things as good or bad or, you know, labeling a food as a trigger food and then, you know, um, limiting that. But when you eat it, then you go overboard on it. These are all things we need to work on as you diet so that when you get to the end of your diet, your relationship with food is better and not worse. And that's something that I always love to do with all of my clients because I want you to get to the end of your diet, have an amazing transformation, but also have a better relationship with food than you had at the beginning, not a worse one. And so often it will happen that people will diet or they'll do crash diets and they'll come out the other end having a far worse relationship with food than what they had at the beginning. And that is the worst thing you can possibly do to yourself because it's just going to make it so much harder for you to sustain your results and for you to have a better lifestyle and nutrition focus going forward. Um, So I think that's one of the, the great things about having a coach, that they work with you through any issues that might be holding you back. Because if you've if you've failed at dieting in the past or if you've dieted and you've regained the weight, there is something there that we need to work on and we need to fix so that you can succeed this time around and you can also feel better around food and nutrition going forward so that you have the skills to actually maintain this result and maintain this lifestyle long term. And that is so, so important. So the art of coaching is really finding an approach that works for you because there are so many approaches we can take, but it's what approach you can actually follow through with and you can succeed with. That's the important thing. And if you've struggled in the past to stick to a plan, then I always want to know why. Like, why did that not work for you? You know, was there, are there diets you've tried before? Probably there are. But you, have you ever looked at why didn't they work? What was the missing factor here? What was the problem? What was the issue that you weren't able to get past? Was it too restrictive? Were you mentally ready to diet at that time? Did you want the goal bad enough? Did you understand the plan? Did you understand nutrition? Were you able to make better food choices for yourself? These are all really, really important factors because they're going to help us then to set up your current diet in a better way that's going to help you to achieve success. And I always like to have that conversation with clients and make sure that we're setting things up in a way that's going to work for them. Because the worst thing that can happen is that you receive, like, say, a nutrition plan, you look at it and you think, oh my God, how am I going to be able to do this? I want you to have input into what you're doing as well, so that you have made some of the decisions, which then helps you to stay more accountable as well, because the plan is partially yours. It's not just somebody else giving you the plan. But as well as that, you can look at it at the beginning of the week and say to yourself, I know that I can do this. I feel confident about the week ahead. I feel confident about the day. I feel like I can actually succeed here because that's what's going to help you progress. You know, once you've had a day where you've felt like you've done everything right, you're feeling good, you're feeling successful, that gives you that momentum to actually do it again the following day and do it better and stay on track because you're creating that momentum to move forward. So I think that's vitally important. 
So I think that was everything I wanted to cover with you guys today. I hope it's been helpful. I'll wrap it up with a few final points that I've written down here, and they're kind of a little bit all over the place, but hopefully it makes sense. First of all, I wanted to just reiterate the fact that, you know, when you're dieting, it is tough. Like you're in a calorie deficit. Your body doesn't want you to lose weight because your body wants you to survive. And it goes against our normal instincts to eat less and have to burn body fat as energy. So dieting can be tough, but there are strategies that we can use to make it easier. And that's really, really important. It doesn't have to be difficult. There are things that we can implement in order to ensure that you are successful. And a lot of it will come from mindset. A lot of it will come from your self-talk and how you approach eating and how you approach food. So often you've got to reprogram your brain to look at situations with an attitude of what do I want more here? And especially when you're tempted by certain foods, it is going to come down to that at the end of the day. What do I want more? Do I want the chocolate, the donut, the cookie, the wine, or do I want to achieve this goal in six weeks? Because you know, you've got to be honest with yourself with that. If you sometimes you may want the the treat or the cookie more, and you've got to understand that by taking that option, you're going to prolong your time dieting and maybe add on a little bit extra time that you have to be in a deficit. Maybe that's worth it for you at that point in time. Maybe it isn't. Maybe you want to get to the end point and achieve your goal in the shortest amount of time possible and you want to be 100% adherent and that's something that only you can decide and I think that's an important conversation to have with yourself and with your coach to set expectations from the beginning so you understand what sort of approach you want to take because some people want to take a more balanced approach and are happy with a slightly slower rate of progress so that they can fit um, you know, extra things in and have more socializing and um, be able to go out to the weekends and so on. Whereas some people would rather be a little bit stricter. I mean, you can still have balance when you're strict because you can still include quantities of these foods each day uh, if you're smart about how you're tracking your nutrition. And that's important to understand as well. I think being super restrictive and, you know, not allowing yourself any nice foods whatsoever is probably not going to be the best approach for most people because it's going to make you want to crave those foods want to crave it's going to make you want those foods more and possibly crave them uh, which then results in having a day where you go a little bit off track or you overeat um, but at the end of the day I think the most important thing when you do have a day where it's not necessarily gone to plan you've overeaten you've gone over your calories you look at those few questions that I've given you and um, if it's happening a lot, I want you to look at, you know, how badly do I want this goal? Is this something that I really want right now? Or do I want to maybe just spend a bit of time at maintenance and have a better relationship with food? Because that's always an option as well. You don't have to always be dieting. You can take a break from time to time. You're not going to gain weight by being at maintenance. It's going to help you to establish consistency. Like I'll finish with a story maybe because I remember a time last year when I wanted to do a mini cut 
but I was already being inconsistent with my food intake at maintenance, where I was just getting super hungry some days and going over my maintenance calories and then hitting my calories other days, but I was just not being consistent. And then I decided to go into um, a dieting phase with my coach at the time. And I really struggled with consistency because we decided we'd take a bit of an aggressive approach, which meant calories were dropping quite drastically not the best choice now looking back on reflection and not something I would ever do with somebody if they haven't proven that they can be be consistent prior to that at maintenance because if you can't be consistent with your food intake at maintenance calories what hope have you of being consistent when calories are going to be a lot lower so I think that's the first and most important thing to look at establish consistency when you have more leeway with higher calories because that helps you to actually develop those skills and prove to yourself that you can hit those numbers each day before making it harder by cutting calories. And that's something that I learned from that little uh, phase of doing that mini cut, which I mean, I did the mini cut in the end, but it just was very difficult because I hadn't established that consistency with my intake prior to starting. And it's something that I always look at with clients now having learned from that mistake myself. So If you're finding that you're really struggling with consistency, give yourself a bit more leeway. Spend some time at maintenance and establish that consistency with your food intake. That will give you some time to just develop a better relationship with your with food and take away that food focus that you may have gotten from dieting. And then last of all, if you are finding that you're really struggling with inconsistency while dieting and you've just started say a new nutrition plan or diet and you just can't do it then I would look at maybe changing your approach and looking at how you're doing things and try to find an approach that you know that you're going to 100% do every day even if that means taking a less aggressive approach it's more important that you can be consistent and adherent over time because that is what's going to give you results. So that is everything for today's episode guys hope you enjoyed it As I said, if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, be sure to hit subscribe. I think you can also subscribe on Spotify, which I know a lot of you listen on. If you're listening on Apple, I would love if you could leave me a rating and review. It really helps people to find the podcast more on Apple if you do that. And as always, feel free to share this episode with anybody who you think would benefit from it. Thanks, guys. Speak to you in the next episode.